Hey, this is Nathan. And this is Thomas. Today on Not the Pastor, we are bringing back one of our favorite episodes from last year, Are You Called to Be a Second Man with Ted Inman. Brother Ted has been a second man for the last 37 years, spending most of that time at Oklahoma City in Southwest Baptist Church. And this episode was a help back then. I think it'll be a help today. You listen in and see what Brother Ted has to say. Well, it is so good to have Brother Ted Inman with us today. Brother Ted, thank you for joining us today on the show. Could you just get us started briefly, giving us a little bit of information about who you are, where you're at, your family? Um, just t- tell us a little bit about this Ted Inman. Who is this Ted Inman? Okay. okay. Um, i uh, been married. We got married in 1982, my wife and I, and... Uh, Immediately uh, after getting married, I went uh, full-time ministry uh, in 83. And so I've been full-time in ministry since 1983. Wow. I graduated from Bible college in 85. So I was actually still attending school on my first ministry job. And then my wife had already graduated. She went to Tennessee Temple and she as a teacher. So... Our first ministry, she was teaching school. We were working in a Christian school together. And so, uh, graduate 85, uh, have been full-time at uh, four different churches in three different states as either youth director, music director, uh, assistant pastor, children's ministries, bus pastor, just depending. And then we have four uh, sons, the the youngest is 28 okay and then we have four grandsons and one granddaughter just born a couple awesome. months ago congratulations on that it's wonderful yeah i've been here at southwest baptist for 29 years wow wow, wow. that's awesome that's a long time and you've played that assistant pastor role or um second man kind of role for those 29 years is that correct yeah um yeah uh, Brother Sam hired me as the youth pastor. Okay. And I was really just doing that for first couple years and then inherited the buses. Okay. And then I was doing the buses and the youth. And as time progressed, um, he asked me to uh, move to an assistant, more of an assistant pastor role. And I taught young marrieds. Okay. Uh, and I still kept the buses for quite a while. Sure. And uh, did that. And then uh, uh, start, I started the super church program uh, for that grade, that level. And I started the Patch the Pirate program back in the day. That was a long time ago. Uh, but I then I just kept kind of transitioning. Uh, after Bill Chevron retired mm-hmm. is when I really just kind of stepped into that main, mainly just being the assistant pastor, teaching adult Sunday school, okay. uh, Sunday school superintendent. Type role. Yeah. Wow. Wonderful. Uh, working in church ministry, man, you end up with so many different uh, roles and responsibilities. And I think that uh, mm-hmm. sounds like you hit most of them. And so, <laughs> so, so well, I mean, I have been the uh, janitor at three of the four that I've served in. <laughs> yes. And the grass mower at all of them at right. some point. 
Yeah, so, I know what that's like. So yeah, that's good. It's part it, of it. Yeah, honestly, sometimes that's um, a blessing that when you know things are how things are. I can just you know what I'm I'm gonna put on sure. some jeans and a t-shirt and walk out to the grass and we're just gonna get some work done and that's yeah. then, uh, then I feel I like I've accomplished something. Yes, <laughs> you know? I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah, and sometimes no, that's just a good break from like studying. Like, yes, man, I wish I could just go out and grunt and do some yeah. manual yeah. labor and sweat. Yeah. It'd be easier yeah. than what I'm doing right now. Yes, yeah, it no, is. That's good. I, I would uh, like to. I would like to mention real quick. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, I just got involved in the police chaplaincy here in Oklahoma City. Okay. Uh, just this good year. time for that. Good time for that. Yeah, it really. Uh, it's a really an unusual time. So I just started. I was involved in uh, chaplaincy at the jail. Okay. Uh, dealing, you know, talking with inmates, and then um, I did that for quite a while, and then I kind of. My son is a cop here in the city. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I didn't know that. Yeah, my third son, David. He became a cop. He's been on four years. Wow. And after a while, I really saw. Boy, I wonder if they have a way for me to get involved. And so, through a process of training and and that kind of thing. I got involved in the city, just kind of getting my feet wet with, with this, but it's really, I think going to be very rewarding. Well, we might have to talk with you about that again in the future. We, we've already <laughs> sure. mentioned wanting to have you back on the show, maybe to talk about VBS in the future. Cause I know you, you've done a ton with that. So I, I, I think right. we're just making a list of for the yeah. Ted episodes, yeah. but sure. It, sure. If, my, no if my math, if my math is right, brother Ted, You've been involved in full-time ministry, it sounds like, for about 37 years. Is that right? right. And Correct. none of that have you ever been the lead head pastor, the senior pastor. Is that correct? Not one day have I been a pastor. Okay. Well, you've done a lot of pastoral work, yes. maybe and just not been the head guy. That, that leads right into our first big question that we have for you, Brother Ted. Do you think that some guys are just called to that position? I, I do. Um, for, when I teach that, you know, I teach a class, in fact, it's called second man. Okay. I teach that at Heartland. We just okay. started that. We, that was a brand new class. I missed I, that. I love, okay. Yeah, I, I love how that. you guys, I love Sorry. how Heartland has, you know, gotten these wonderful, <laughs> yeah. great classes. Yeah. After now that we're gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what they did a couple of years ago with Brother Copes? He asked me for lunch. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, okay, you know, there's a problem. And uh, <laughs> he said, hey, we want to, you know, make some improvements. And we're going to ask, I'm, I'm going to ask you if you would be the uh, chairman of the Youth Ministries Department. Well, the Youth Ministries Department at Heartland has really never had a chairman. Right. Okay. It's just kind of always slid under uh, other departments. Right. and. I, while I taught a lot of the classes, it just kind of floated, you know, right. he said, we really want to make some changes. And so he asked me if I would do that. That's the first time in 20 years at Heartland that anybody ever asked me what I do. <laughs> okay. You're saying they just told you all the other times that, Hey, this is yes. what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. Very good. And, and it was so nice to be asked that I said, no, that's awesome. Good, uh, just to see what it felt like. <laughs> it felt wonderful. Yeah. And it really was in my heart. I was backing out of Heartland. Sure. Um, okay. Okay. And I was pushing some of my classes to other people, really. Yeah. And like Seth. And, and I was just backing out slowly. And I was thinking, you know, I really, 
is this really what I want to keep doing? And I was backing out. Well, he asked me to jump in bigger. Right. And I said, no. And then the Lord just beat me up for about six weeks. Ah. And I went back to him and said, you know, I, this is, I should do this. And so part of that revamp, we revamped the whole program. Sure. Um, and part of that added this class, the second man. So to okay. make a long story short, we have the second man class and that's all it talks about. And in that class, I definitely uh, point to the fact that I think certain men are called to be a second man, uh, yes. whatever that means encompasses a whole lot of territory, right? Yes. Second man. Yeah. But they're, they're just not called to be a pastor. I never knew if that was me, yeah. to mm. be honest. Okay. Mm. I, I thought until, when I hit about 45 years old, I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to be. Right, right. Because I just thought at that point, most churches, when they're wanting to hire a pastor, they're going for a younger person anyway. Sure, sure. And, you know, not, not that 45 is old. It's it's really young right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm 58. Yeah, I'm, I'm 58. So when, okay. I, when, when I hit 45 and I was still, you know, in a second man role, I just thought, you know, this is what God's got for me. And I'm okay, okay with that. I was okay. I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. And I think God does lead people just to that sometimes they know it going in and sometimes they don't yeah 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 that's how i look at it sure yeah that's a good good point yeah brother ted how would you um how do you come to be okay with that i guess does that it really sense? yeah i understand i do understand um it's a thing of the heart right. if you're if a person is called and you know the call we use the term call to preach yes right very generically yes we right do. yes um, yeah, I mean, it's not even a Bible term. I absolutely understand. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I say I'm called to preach, um, obviously. Um, and so does somebody else who is a pastor. And so does somebody else who's working, you know, as a professor at college. So right. the call to preach is a very yeah. generic, but absolutely. if a man says, Hey, I'm called to preach and I have this burning desire that that call is fulfilled in a pulpit ministry. Right. Right. Okay. Then being a second man all your life might not be yeah. for you. Okay. Yeah. You might need to, yeah. that might be what God has in mind for you. That the pulpit ministry is a regular part of you. Well, yeah. And so yeah. that tension need not be there. You need to relieve that tension. Be, be the guy. <laughs> and I think I've met people that, um, you know, when they're not the pastor and they're watching their pastor preach, you know, that it's, it just kills them inside that they're sure. not preaching. Uh, you know, you might, you might make, you might move on because you might cause yeah. stress for you yes. and the pastor. Yes. Good. I would say there's probably fewer, uh, men who would say I've been called to preach. Mm. And would say, and my ministry is always going to be a second man. Or youth. Yes. Right. Um, or whatever. No. Probably, you probably don't hear that as much 
right. you know, yeah. as yeah. you do. I've been called preaching. I'm going to be a pastor. I'm going to be a missionary. Right. Yes. Would you agree, though, with this, Brother Ted? This is just something I, I can't prove this. I just wonder about this. I've wondered at times if there are churches that are struggling because they're being pastored by a man that probably is built to be a second man. I, I, I wonder that when I hear some men preach. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm wondering, do they, is that their gift? Are they yeah. missing yeah. what God really had in mind for them? Yeah. 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 Um, because, you know, there's gifts that go along. Right. You're calling yeah. and uh, some second men know that their gift isn't necessarily the pulpit. Yes. Right? Well, they've got, they got great gifts in other areas. And, you know, <laughs> you have too. You've heard some men preach and you're like, I don't know that, that they're missing their, <laughs> their gift might be something else. So that makes you wonder, did they, did they feel the pressure? Sure. When you're younger, you feel that. I felt that as a younger man. Yeah. Hey, you know, and I remember people, hey, I remember my, my, my mother who's in heaven when I was younger, you know, now when are you really going to be in the ministry? Right. Yes. Ouch, uh, mom. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Well, I'm kind of, they pay me, you know, I'm right. in it, but it's not, you know, to some people it's never the yeah. same yeah. unless you're the pastor. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of good men who would be great associates and could yeah. just be a great benefit to a pastor and to mm-hmm. a church yeah. who at some point felt the pressure and went a different way. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like that sometimes would maybe be because there's in, in our circles um, that maybe there's just not a lot of um, category for that second person. I mean, we, we talk about, so I mean, lots of churches have associate pastors, lots of churches have assistants or youth pastors, but those often are either filled by a volunteer lay person um, mm. or they are a stepping stone for yes. somebody yeah. Through, right. And that, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to use that in a negative context because no. I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm probably in that kind of a category where at this point, I feel like I'm probably am going to go and, and be a pastor at some point mm-hmm. and certainly don't look at my time where I'm at right now as like just the holding place, right? I'm, I'm right. trying to do the work of Jesus where I am, but does like, it's not where I'm going to be forever. Right. It seems like from where, where I am right now. So well, I right. think the idea of the, I think the stepping stone terminology is, is not bad. Sure. Um, I, in fact, I, there's not too many men who are ready to be pastors straight out of Bible. Right. 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 Um, in fact, if they think they are, they're probably mistaken. <laughs> so the idea that you're going to stay somewhere and work in a church and learn all that you can, you know, intern basically interning, learning, right. however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that's not just a good idea. There's room for that. Right. Uh, right. I, I even think some people, and in fact, we use a book at Heartland and the, the writer is dead set against a youth pastor who is going to someday be something else. Okay. He's just, mm-hmm. he's just in it, you know, for a couple of three years and then he's going to go to the mission field mm-hmm. and go to work. I personally don't have a problem with that. I think a man can go ahead and still be impact teenagers for a short period of time and put his heart into it and then move on to something else. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So I do think there's plenty of room for this stepping stone idea, this training ground at the same time, like you said, most churches, uh, 
for a lot of different reasons. Financial might be the biggest. Sure. Uh, may not have room for someone whose whose ministry is full time, uh, just support the pastor type ministry. Yeah. Uh, unless he's going to do. Well, Unless he's going to, if he's a music youth guy. Sure. Right. That door's usually open. Yes. That makes sense. Uh, you fill those two. Not everybody's music, yeah. musical. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those are two big holes in a church generally. The, yeah. could, if it can be filled by one person, then it makes sense that the church. Yeah. And if your wife plays a piano, <laughs> you're in. Sure. Yes. <laughs> yep. There you go. It's like the trifecta, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Brother Ted, you, you mentioned it several times, but even just recently, uh, being a support to your pastor. So if you're the second guy, a, a big part of what you're doing is it, it supporting the man who God has placed you under. Can you, can we talk a little bit more about that? What that might look like? How, how can second men do a better job at supporting their pastor? What would that look like? That's really a uh, big question because it, it takes so many forms. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you're going to do your job with right. great skill. I mean, your job description, right? whatever that is. You're going to do that with great skill without the pastor having to follow up on it like any job. Right. Yeah. Um, so that would be the first thing you fulfill your job description without being, you know, know what you do, know what you do and report and know what you do and ask permission first. Yeah. Right. Okay. So doing all that, but that'd be a great support. If a pastor gets that from you, he's going to be very thankful. Mm-hmm. But of course, um, just supporting him in general can take on so many different forms. Mm-hmm. I remember like brother Sam, I worked for Brother Sam for 19 years. Wow. Uh, Sam Davison, for those mm-hmm. who may not know. Um, and the way I supported him uh, evolved over the years. Uh, yes. Once I became his main associate, um, sure. I supported him basically by letting him leave and preach the ministry God had for him at other places. Right. And know that everything was going to be handled. Yeah. Wow. So he could he could leave on Monday, which he did on most Mondays. Right. Uh, he could leave and go and do the ministry God had for him away from this his pulpit here, mm-hmm. and have confidence. All right, things are going to you know it's not going to go to pot while I'm gone. Right. That was that was how I learned over time to support him. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and and so for Brother Gaddis, it's different um, because his he has a different his gifts are different. So I support him differently, but mainly by doing my job. Yes, and and uh, doing it as the best I can, and I also support him. I've noticed, you know, that your pastor he he just likes to hear uh, the same thing that all of us like to hear. Right. And that's it. Hey, Brother Gaddis, that message was really uh, mm. meant a lot to me. That kind that's of, good. you know, it's genuine and it's real. So you, it you're telling us that it's important. It's good for a pastor to hear that from his staff people. I think so. 
Yeah. I think, no, I, I, I agree. So. I'm being, I'm being sarcastic <laughs> there, obviously. Well, you got to listen, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, that's true. That's, that's a prerequisite. The, you can't just yeah, say they that. Know you're, mean no, no. <laughs> and they know you're listening, you're plugged in, and it meant something. Yeah. 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 And, you know, just any way, I, I don't want anyone ever in our congregation to feel like they can come to me and say something about our pastor. Yeah. Uh, in confidence, it's going to be negative, and I'm, they've got my ear. Yeah. That'll never be me. That's good. Mm. Never. That's yeah. just one way to support. That's huge. That's huge. It is huge. Yep. A lot of ways, and it depends on the pastor. Yes. Right. Yeah. Really, Ted, what about, um, you, you talked about there being um, those people that would maybe come and say, hey, what do you think about this that our pastor said or did? Um, mm -hmm. and, and almost, now we, we can't know everyone's heart all the time, but um, how do you navigate some of that? It, it really depends. Most times people I've found, most times people who have an issue, and it might be legitimate, like you said, they're not just trying to you know, be uh, negative or cause a problem. They have an issue with something. Sure. Um, and it might be a decision that the pastor made and they're questioning or wondering. Yeah. I've noticed over the years, people sometimes are happy if someone just listens to them. Sure. Mm. And, you know, just gives them a, a listening ear and then they're good. Yeah. They don't bring it up anymore and right. they go on and they're fine. And I, and I've been that to people as long as I don't think they're going too far. Right. With, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some kind of, you know, struck back by the strife, just listen. Right. And then there have been times when I've sat down with people and, and uh, tried to help them see uh, a perspective they probably hadn't thought about mm. that is the pastor's perspective. Sure. Good. I, was, I remember you just said that I was specifically remember a guy asked me to lunch and he was questioning uh, something that our pastor had done. Uh, was, you know, wasn't that important. I didn't think, but to him it was. And, and I just, I just spelled out, Hey, this is what I think is in a pastor's heart. And he was good after that. Yeah. And if, uh, so good. if, if they're going to be weird, you know, try to just be, uh, you know, rebel rousers or, you know, Cora, Right. type mentality right usually they're going to know who to go to with that. right yes yeah yeah you only have to shut that down one or once or twice really and then that's, people are like well i'll go find somebody else to talk to exactly yeah. that's so that's good exactly right so good yep yeah. i think that's that's a um w wonderful insight there that often if we can be the go-between the the bridge the um i think a bible word would maybe be like intercessor you know between sure. what our pastor is and where people sometimes you know, they, there's a disconnect there if we can be that bridge yes. between that would be so so helpful um well and that depends on your pastor's uh, personality um you know brother sam davison you know he's a prophet mm -hmm. uh personality right mm -hmm. uh and so sometimes people would be uh, intimidated to approach him. Right. Mm. Uh, they still are. Yes. I am. I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you, yeah, you feel me on that. So, yes. so people may try to find, all right, who can I talk to? Right. Either with this, you know, who might not, who I feel less intimidated. Now, he's right. not that person. He doesn't feel like he's that. That's sure. just no. his aura. All right. Yes. Now, Brother Gaddis is different, and people, uh, his aura is not the same, and people may approach him more easily. Mm -hmm. So it depends on your pastor's personality, too, yeah, whether yeah. or not people are going to try to, I'm afraid to go talk to the pastor, but I'll ask you this. 
Yeah. I'll talk yeah. to you about this. this yes. Sure. That's good. That's good. That's good help. Thank you. Yeah. Now, brother Ted, we're, we're going to have to start wrapping this up eventually, but I, I, <laughs> I, I, I want to, maybe this is a little bit of a change of topic. I, I don't really think it is um, because min- ministry, especially even I, I know being a pastor has to be tough. I've never been that. I've just been a second man, but th- there are times even in my f- short five years of ministry that it's like, man, I, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. <laughs> so you've done this for 37 years you've obviously had some stick and stay along the way. How, how have you been able to do that? Maybe, I mean, if, if you feel liberty to, could you share a, a story of, of how that maybe there was a time where you were in that place, you wanted to maybe just quit on ministry altogether. And, and, and what was it that helped you again, just stick and mm. stay through that? I'm trying to stay away from cliches. Um, but the truth is, if you if you're in ministry and you haven't had the days that you wanted to quit, you're a different person than me. Yes, um, me too. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's part of, but that would be no matter what you probably. Yep. Mm-hmm. But ministry does is unique, uh, and it does lend itself, I think, probably to. I mean, it, you just read your Bible mm-hmm. uh, to times of great discouragement. Yes. And when you're discouraged, everything looks worse when you're discouraged. It does. And you have problems that are bigger when yeah. you're discouraged. One thing that kept me this, is, the one thing that's kept me going at times, I remember, was I don't know how to do anything. Mm. <sighs> yeah. I, I really don't. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how to do anything. Um, I mean, I could get a job, maybe if they ask for no skills, because I just don't have any marketable (laughs) uh, skills. So that'll keep you working. There have been times about, man, if I could do something, I would. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But I just really don't have anything else to offer anyone. That really sounds dumb, but that's the truth. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But there have been I, other I feel, times. I feel the same way, brother Ted. I do. Yeah. Okay. I feel the same way. Then you understand how yeah. many about you know I'm, I'm a Bible college graduate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Homeschooled and Bible college to boot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, but I know this that there have been. It seems like every time that it was like I was in a really low spot, and it's usually a heart problem. Sure. Uh, you yep. know, you got a, and then you got difficulties on top of that, and. And I must say, I've been, I feel very blessed. I haven't had uh, a lot of huge uh, issues. I know men who are a lot younger than me who have faced some extremely discouraging times dealing with people. Usually it's how it happens. And, and yeah. churches where fights, oh man, I've been so blessed not to really have any of that kind of too much of that kind of thing. Yes. The times I did really get discouraged, it was always a heart problem. And I always saw not long God would come through and lift my spirits or, but I might go through a day or two. Or mm-hmm. I was just thinking, as you said that I, I went through a spell, Oh, you know, 10 years ago, uh, where I went through a couple, three months of really some despondency. Hmm. It wasn't necessarily the ministry per se, but everything we do is connected to the ministry. Yes. And I I don't ever want to act like to anyone, 
Hey, if you're in a time of discouragement, something's wrong with you. Hey, that's just mm-hmm. life. Right. Yeah. That's, um, that's good. It happens to all of us. Yeah. It really does. That's good. Brother Ted, maybe just final word, last piece of advice um, you give to a staff member. Um, what, what would that be? Um, it would be the same one. I've had Bible college graduates uh, ask me, you know, uh, hey, in one sentence, I'm about to go into ministry here. One sentence, what am I need to do? Okay. Well, that, sure. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Great. Okay. And I always, I always tell them the same thing. It, it boils down to this. It's not about you. Man, that's so good. And the ministry is not about me. Being a second man, it's not about me. Mm. Uh, and if we could get that in our hearts, so many of the issues that come up as a result yeah. of being a second man or whatever would pretty much disappear because in yep. the end, it's not about me. It's about him. In my yeah. case, it's about him. It's about my pastor. Yes. Uh, in your case, you know, as a second, it's about the Lord first. And it's about the man that you're serving. Uh, mm. And it's just not about me. And if I get my eyes off me, everything usually works out. Wow. I, I feel like that, that that idea, it's not about me, kind of is, the, is a thread that follows through this whole conversation. Um, yeah. and, and yeah. probably could have been the answer to every single question we asked you the, Hey, well, what about the, it's just not about you. And yeah. that will help with the pride issue. That will help with the, what I, what do I want to do issue? The, how do I, it's yeah. not about you. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate so that mm-hmm. so much. Thank you, brother Ted. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, brother Ted. Sure. Appreciate you giving us some of your time. And I think this, this content is going to be a help to some, to some listeners today. Sure. Appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you for the invitation. Thanks so much for joining us on Not the Pastor. Want to invite you to our Facebook page to join in the conversation. And if you have something you want to add, questions you want to ask, we'd love to hear from you there on that Facebook page. You can find us facebook.com backslash Not the Pastor, or you can search for us at Not the Pastor. Not the Pastor.